Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. As we are approaching 3rd of April to celebrate John Ellis's life and his achievements, we are representing part one of an interview I had with John Ellis in 2014. And part two will be played next week. Hope you will enjoy this program. John was born in Port Melbourne in 1929 and completed an apprenticeship as a hand and machine composer in 1950. In 1955, he started work at the Herald and Weekly Time Limited. During that time, he developed a greater interest in photography. In 1999, the value of John's work was acknowledged when his entire collection of images up to 1996 was purchased by the University of Melbourne Archives. The UMA recognised the value of John's work in its documentation of the anti-war, Aboriginal, Union, refugees and anti-Uranium movements and community activism in general, principally in Melbourne but also elsewhere in Australia. The CICD recognises John Ellis's valuable and ongoing work for CICD. His knowledge, experience, commitment and dedication to the archiving of the history of CICD and the movements that he has been involved in. We thank him for his time for this interview. In the late 60s, you became active in the anti-conscription movement and later anti-Vietnam War movement through the Murabin Peace Action Group. During that time, you developed a greater interest in photography. Can you tell us about how active you were in that movement? I can uh, well remember the first um, demonstration I went to, um, and this was during the Vietnam War in in the middle 60s, when Air Vice Marshal Key came from South Vietnam to uh, whip up support in Australia for troops to go there and fight. Being the father of three boys who were getting into their late teens, there was no way I was going to sit around and let that happen. So I threw myself in with the anti-war movement. What really turned me on was when, in 1956... CICD, the Campaign or Congress for International Cooperation and Disarmament, held its inaugural meeting in the South Melbourne Town Hall. I went along to that. I was amazed at the great number of people who were there. The Town Hall was packed. There were visiting speakers from overseas. What really uh, impressed me was that Paul Robeson, the Afro-American singer, was to come out too also with a lot of other notable people from uh, Europe. However, he had only just had his passport returned. It had been taken away from him because of his left-wing actions in the United States and while he was overseas. Anyway, he uh, couldn't come on that occasion, and uh, but he did send a tape recording of how he felt and wishing the CICD every possible 
help that it could get from the people who were going to be there. This tape recording was broadcast in the town hall and uh, that was one of the most moving experiences I've ever had in my life, to hear him speak. An Afro-American man who had left-wing views as well as all the problems that they've got in their own country. When the Vietnam War came along, there was no way I was going to get my sons involved in that. And so it was during that time in 1971 when your uh, photographed events, which was held at the CICD, took place, I believe. Yes, I was taking a lot of photographs at different demonstrations in those early days. I was fortunate in as much that I was an activist with a camera. I've always had an interest as a young person in photography, but I set myself up with a good camera and uh, I took that everywhere I went. My collections came out of that period. And this period, this 1971, when you started photographing, did this lead to an exhibition? It certainly did. They were done on a smaller scale when I first started. The reason that my work became so popular was that as a compositor and a typesetter, and I became a supervisor many years later, I had to make sure that my proofs went out on time but my proofs for pages and, and galley proofs and things like this had to be on time so that when the pages hit the presses, nothing was held up. My photography work came to the fore in that way as far as cataloguing was concerned. And uh, I've often talked to younger photographers about this, asking them what they do about their images. And they say, oh, well, they're in the negatives or whatever they were in those days or in a box somewhere. I said, well, they're absolutely useless until you get some information about with what it's all about. With the background of um, typesetting and keeping everything in order, I made sure that my images were detailed with a date, which is the most important thing, the names of people who you were photographing and uh, the event. That went on for many, many years and... I was showing photographs around of different events and movements and things like that. And then I um, decided to do a bigger one that went all around Australia, took a lot of work and travel and whatever, a way of keeping everything in order. I still say to photographers today when I go up and ask them what are they doing with their images, I get much the same response. Plead with them that they'll be worthless in the future unless you can identify the people and, and the dates. I will be asking you about all the work that you've been doing for CICD and also your volunteer work with Melbourne University Archiving. While I was at CICD, CICD was moving from one side of Little Lonsdale Street to a premises on the other side of the, the Little Lonsdale Street. I went in there one day to help with cleaning up and I f- saw in the back room that there was all these papers thrown on the floor and in bundles and bins and all sorts of things. And I asked them, what the hell's going on? And they said, oh, this is junk, it's going out. And I said, no, it's not. So I was able to rescue this valuable material. I'd heard of this person at Melbourne University Archives who might be interested. And so I got in touch with them, and of course they were interested. And so uh, that started many, many years of getting involved with um, anti-war material some union material going to the University of Melbourne archives and they now have a huge collection of stuff. In 1990 I started working there as a volunteer. 
I was working in Barry Street on CICD's collection that I'd put in there years before. They were in a pretty raw state, just in boxes, so I started cataloguing a lot of this stuff. Then I was asked to put my photographs in there, and they've now got something like 18,000 of my images are... Uh, with the University of Melbourne Archives, about another 2,000 I'm holding at the moment, which will go in sometime in the future. It's been commented on two or three occasions that this collection, that there's nothing like it in Australia uh, as a photographic collection. We're very lucky now that this is here because this led on to my volunteering with CICD. I could see that the same problem was arising there, that people hadn't worried too much about dates and events and names, and so uh, I was able to straighten a lot of that stuff out. They were an exhibition at the Melbourne University last year, and that was quite successful, and there were quite a number of your work uh, on exhibition. Can you tell us about other exhibitions as well that you have held? I think they probably put about 100 images in that protest exhibition at Bodie Library, but they also assisted me in helping to produce, they actually produced it, was the exhibition Speak Out. Speak Out was, was social, a social change through community activism in the arts. Over the years, I've come across many, many artists who have performed to raise the awareness and funding for anti-war organisations and anti-nuclear organisations. So I wanted the artists to be recognised as well as the straight political people. So I put together this uh, exhibition called Speak Out, shown firstly at Kernahan Gallery in Sydney Road, and that was a great success. And uh, I was very fortunate in getting financial backing from the university and other people. That's one of my biggest exhibitions, I dare say. I did another one... um, at the Steps Gallery in Ligon Street called Stand Up and Fight. I was in that uh, gallery for a couple of weeks. It also went up to Canberra to Biannual Labour History Conference. They uh, organised to take the whole, all these panels, there are about 25 panels, uh, with photographs of um, our actions during Vietnam and later on, of course. It was been shown ten times in Melbourne with different organisations. Your work at the uh, Melbourne University, which is archived, would you be asking Melbourne University to use that material for students? Well, one of the problems I'm realising now is that it's one thing to have material put into a, a university archive or any archive. The big problem I see with it is that unless it's publicised... Amongst younger people and, and university history departments and things like this, if it's not going to be used for those purposes and it's just going to sit on shelves, it's not going to be of much use, and that's a big worry for me at the moment. Admittedly, I'm told by head archivists that that collection of mine, the photographic collection, collects more hits than any other photographic collection they have in, the, in their archives, which is fine, but... There's also a lot of other material that's in with those photographs that I'd like historians to be able to use to indicate to younger people this is how they did it in those days. It wasn't just tweeting and clicking 
and things like that. We marched with our feet. We were able to swing public opinion the way that we wanted it to go. Your work is inspiring and uh, hopefully younger generation can be inspired by your work. Be involved more in political movement and peace activities. Unfortunately, we don't see much younger generations in these areas. So do you have any suggestions as how we can get the younger generation involved? I'd like to be able to be a bit more positive on that one. But I'm at my age of 83, I'm now finding it harder to become involved or even think of a future that might help the planet and the peoples who inhabit it and the animals. I'm very despondent about what's happening at the moment, except that if it's publicised enough by either book form, documentary films or whatever... Uh, I can see some hope for our movement, and not only my collections in there, there are are dozens and dozens of left-wing collections in in university archives. I'd very much love to see that utilised in a more positive way than just sitting there waiting for people who want to write a book would look for a particular photograph of someone or something. I'd like to see that uh, used much better more than what they are now. Let's hope uh, Melbourne University can do something about it and also CICD in uh, organising exhibition of your work. Thank you very much, John, for your time today. A reminder that on 3rd of April 2016, CICD will celebrate John Ellis's life and his achievements for peace and social justice. For over 57 years since the formation of CICD, John has been part of our active campaign for peace and nuclear disarmament. We invite you to celebrate John's life and his achievements with us on 3rd of April. Please join us to thank John for all his work for CICD, the social justice and peace movements. The event will be held on Sunday 3rd of April from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Unitarian Peace Memorial Church, 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne. To book, please call us on 0414-352-542 or email us on peacecentre at cicd.org.au. Now, just another reminder about the Black Mist White Rain Speaking Tour 2016 will be in Melbourne on Tuesday the 5th of April at 6pm and it will be held at the Dill Hall 26 Terry Street, Melbourne. For further details, email Jem Rommeld on gem at icanw.org.au. Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betsen. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.